I wanted to set it up this morning a little differently for for communion, and I know some of some of us have taken it, and some of us haven't. And uh, the way that we practice communion here is we practice what we call an open table. So, if you are a follower of Jesus, uh, you are welcome, even if you're not a part of our community, welcome to take with us. And, and before we dive in, let me just explain the elements to you and, and the history or the reason why we do it, and then I want to set it up, uh, hopefully in a way that that captures our attention and our affection of Jesus. Um, and so, one, if, you're, if you don't know Jesus, just say, again, just kind of sit back and watch. You, you can't, this would be kind of weird and um, like hypocritical, right? So don't do that. Um, but what communion is, is on the night Jesus was betrayed, he was sitting with his disciples and, and he broke the bread and he, he was talking about this new covenant or this new way in which he would begin to relate uh, to, with humanity. What he was about to do was, was literally going to change the way we could interact with God. Instead of trying to work our way to God, God said, I'm going to break down every barrier and I invite you into a relationship with me. It's no longer about religion or religious duty. It's about experiencing a life-giving relationship with the God of the universe. That's what we celebrate. And Jesus took this bread and he says, this is my body broken for you. That that. To, for us to experience this relationship, that restitution had to be made, that we needed to experience grace, that we couldn't work our way to God, and we don't have time to go into great detail, all of that. But, but that sin, this weighty word that the Bible uses, the religious word that separates us, sin is just missing the mark or the things that we've done wrong, that has separated us from God, and we can't ever undo that. And Jesus said, I love you so much that I'm going to allow my body to be broken for you. And so as we take the little cracker there, it represents his body. And as you partake, would you do it in a, a way of just kind of remembering this relationship costs God everything. He says, this is my body broken for you. And then he passes the cup and he says, this is the cup of the new covenant or the new way that I'm going to relate to you. No longer do you have to do all these and rituals and all this kind of stuff. What, all you have to do is, is believe in your heart that you, you say Jesus is the Son of God. He says, and if you confess him as Lord, this is what Romans 10.10 10 says, you will be saved. It's not on your own effort, not a part of what you can do says, this is the new way I want to operate, grace, not getting what you deserve and getting what you don't deserve. I mean, it's just this incredible way of just saying, I love you, and I'll do for you what you could never do for yourself. And, and so that's communion. Those are the elements. So you have wine or you have juice and you have the bread, and, and as we take it, we, we dip it in the elements and, and then partake it. And just remember that, that this freedom, this love that we sang about came at great cost. And Jesus say, as often as you gather, do this in remembrance of me. That's why we have it out all the time, even though we take specific time to really focus on it. Is that as we gather, we would always remember the main reason why we gather. It's Jesus. Period. It's all, all about Jesus. We have no hope unless he didn't just die, but actually rise back from the grave. See, we believe that Christianity isn't based on a bunch of really cool um, 
teachings and sayings, although there are those, and isn't has this really big historic book, which is, but we believe that Christianity is actually based on a fundamental event that took place 2,000 years ago, and it was historically uh, identified, and uh, you know, you can do all the research, and there's great stuff to do it, but that the event was not just the death. Anyone can die. In fact, we're all going to at some point, right? Not a happy saying. Welcome to church. God bless you. <laughs> but he came back to life. Over 500 eyewitnesses, think about this, saw him living, walking, eating, not ghost-like, weird, like, I don't know, is that Jesus? Eating with them. For over 40 days teaching. So much so that those who were scared out of their mind, literally spitless, then gave their life for him. You know, every single one of the apostles, except for one, John, died a martyr. And John was exiled onto the island of Patmos and died uh, in exile. And so this is what we celebrate when we gather. We gather the person of Jesus and what he did and the reality that he did for us, what we could never do. Now, here's what I want to try to do to maybe set it up. Is there's a few places that speak about Jesus. And, and my personal reading, I've been reading through uh, what's called the epistles, or um, their epistle just means letter. Uh, and so like Ephesians, Galatians, Philippians, Colossians. And, and I just finished uh, Colossians this morning. But Philippians and Colossians both have these, these things about Jesus, these massive weighty statements about who Jesus is. And I just wanted to read and start uh, with Colossians and just kind of set it up for you because this is, it, it's, it's this, this is who we're celebrating and who we're singing to. This is Jesus. Listen to this. Speaking of Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the church. Jesus is the leader of this church. Amen by myself. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy or first place. This is Jesus, not weak, feeble, mild. This is God incarnate Jesus, worthy of worship and adoration high and holy and magnificent, which you get your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author, like we just read earlier, and perfecter of our faith. Now, now, flip over to Philippians. This Jesus, what he said. It's talking, Paul's talking to us, says, your attitude should be the same as Christ Jesus, God if anyone had bragging rights, it's Jesus. If anyone could demand worship, it's Jesus. If anyone could say, hey guys, serve me, it's Jesus. And it says this, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human 
likeness and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient, even obedient to death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And I just want you to hold those two pictures as we take communion. And we're just going to have another season of worship. The magnificent creator of all things. He spoke and everything came into existence. And yet at the same time, that word humbled himself, literally humiliated himself. Considered himself nothing for your sake. Remember, you are his joy. Realize you don't have a God that says, dude, come serve me. He says, I've come to serve you that we might be in relationship. And that is the celebration when we gather as a community. And that is why we remember the cross because it opened the door to have that relationship with God.